Welcome to The Pulpit, the sermon podcast of Calvary Moravian Church. My name is Pastor Chaz Snyder, and I hope you'll use this recording to grow deeper in God's Word and help you on your spiritual journey. Our Old Testament lesson is from Isaiah 64, 1-9. Oh, that thou wouldst rend the heavens and come down, that the mountains might quake at thy presence, as when fire kindles brushwood and the fire causes water to boil to make thy name known to thy adversaries, and that the nations might tremble at thy presence. When thou didst terrible things which we looked not for, thou camest down, and the mountains quaked at thy presence. From of old no one has heard or perceived by the ear, no eye has seen a God besides thee, who works for those who wait for him. Thou meetest him that joyfully works righteousness, those that remember thee in thy ways. Behold, thou wast angry, and we sinned. In our sins we have been a long time, and shall we be saved? We have all become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous deeds are like a polluted garment. We all fade like a leaf, and our iniquities like the wind take us away. There is no one that calls upon thy name, that bestirs himself to take hold of thee, for thou hast hid thy face from us, and hast delivered us into the hands of our iniquities. Yet, O Lord, thou art our Father. We are the clay, and thou art our potter. We are all the work of thy hand. Be not exceedingly angry, O Lord, and remember not iniquity forever. Behold, consider, we are all thy people. Please stand for the reading of the gospel. Our gospel lesson is from Mark 13, 24 through 37. But in those days, after that tribulation, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from heaven, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. And then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. From the fig tree learn its lessons. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. See also, when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly, I say to you, This generation will not pass away before all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But of that day or that hour no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Take heed, watch, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his servants in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to be on the watch. Watch, therefore. For you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening, or at midnight, or at cockrow, or in the morning, lest he come suddenly and find you asleep. And what I say to you, I say to all. Watch. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. As we enter into this season of Advent together, we have the opportunity now to go to God together as we spend time in quiet meditation and prayer. So let us pray. God of power and glory, we remember your awesome deeds across the ages, the times that you have saved us, the times that you have brought us home. Yet as we remember these times, 
We remember the moments that we felt afraid or alone. For God, we as your, are your people. We are the work of your hands. So look upon us. Look upon us now, especially in the times of need. And so we come to you now, lifting up our prayers and concerns. We pray for those who look to you for healing and hope, those who are sick or recuperating from illness or injury, those who are lonely and need companionship and care, those for whom this holiday season might bring sorrow or pain, those whose deep sadness might overshadow their joy. And God, we come to you praying for people in need of restoration and reconciliation. We pray for those battling addictions and those in recovery. We pray for people estranged from those they love. We pray for those who may find themselves lost in a moment of grief, for someone far from home. So God, renew us. Renew the spirit of a world that often grows weary, weary with waiting and hoping. So Lord, we especially pray for wars to end, for hunger and poverty to be crowded out by your abundance. For we come to you now in this season of hope, clinging to the hope that is only found in you. And so we pray for the church. We pray for the church that watches and waits, but also the church that acts. For your glory and peace to be made known. So God, grant us clarity. Give us passion. Give us true and deep fellowship with one another so that we may be awakened by your presence among us. So let your face shine upon us, your church. And so God, now as we turn to your word, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts together be pleasing to you, O God. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. So here we are. We find ourselves in this first Sunday of Advent. And Advent is a special time in the church. As we have already been talking about and reading about this morning in Scripture, it is a time of anticipation, a time of waiting. There is a devotional that I often use uh, during this season called God in the Manger, it's the devotions of the collections of the writings of Dietrich Bonhoeffer, a pastor and theologian in Germany during World War II. And I often reflect on that title on this season. The title, God is in the Manger. It presents us with an interesting and challenging picture, doesn't it? Just that phrase. God, the creator, the one who binds all of us together the one who sustains all things, and then a manger, a place for feeding animals, something lowly, something dirty, something that you don't associate 
with grandeur and might. So right there in the title, we're challenged with something that is often difficult to understand. But yet we're challenged with the central idea of what we celebrate in this Christmas season. How do we find God in a manger? How has God come in to this world? But before we answer that question, before we come to, uh, before we gather on Christmas Eve to celebrate God coming in the manger, before we reveal that mystery of the incarnation and ask God to come into our lives, we first have this season, we first must go through this season of Advent where we wait where we anticipate, and where we can reflect. And that's the topic for today's sermon, waiting. And I ask you the same question that I asked the kids in the children's message. How do you handle waiting? Are you a patient person? Perhaps an impatient person? Maybe just put yourself on hold for a long period of time with Spectrum, and this perhaps might answer the question, how good are you at waiting? Oftentimes, this year is associated with waiting. Whether it's waiting in the line at the mall to get that special present, whether it's waiting in your car on Haynes Mall Boulevard to get to the store that you're trying to go to. I remember when I was a kid, this season of waiting, and looking under the tree and anticipating the presence there sitting under the tree. And I would often like to examine said presence under the tree, maybe shake them a little bit, maybe get out a tape measure. I didn't really get out a tape measure as a kid, but like, you know, you wanna see how big the box is, right? Maybe you can try to figure out what was in them. And then on Christmas Eve, we would open one single present. And I would base my choice on my depth of research of the previous weeks as I would examine all of the boxes. I was rarely actually good at guessing what was in said boxes, unless they were Legos. Legos have a very easy tell when you shake the box. But despite all of my trying to figure it out, I still didn't know quite what was coming. That's a little bit what this season of Advent is like. Because there's different kinds of waiting, aren't there? There's a passive kind of waiting, where we just do nothing and sit around until whatever we're waiting for arrives. And then there's another kind of waiting, an active kind of waiting. Maybe anticipation is a better word for it. Where we shake the box, where we try to figure out what's inside of it. Even though we don't know what it is, we still have to wait, but we're actively anticipating what is coming. Imagine someone sitting on the street corner waiting for the bus to arrive. There's not much you can do to anticipate the coming of said bus. You just have to passively wait. But now imagine that same person on the street corner waiting for a parade to arrive. You can anticipate which float might be first. Maybe you hear the band coming far down the street. You hear the music over the hill before the parade is coming. They, you can actively anticipate and think about what is coming before that parade arrives. 
You see, that is the kind of waiting that we should strive to do in the Advent season, where we actively anticipate the coming of God, where we shake the box, where we stand on the street corner waiting as the music gets louder and louder. You see, Advent is the time where we focus on the practices that help us to actively anticipate. Whether it's prayer, whether it's devotions, whether it's serving our neighbors or worship, we can engage with God and with others as we anticipate the coming of God. And that's what I want to explore today as we look at why we wait and how we anticipate the coming of God here and now. So I want to look back just briefly at some of the verses from the Gospel of Mark, where we focus on verses 28 to 32. And it says this, Now learn the lesson from the fig tree. As soon as the twigs get tender and the leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Even so, you see these things happening. You know that it is near, right at the door. Truly, I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. But about that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. So be on guard, be alert. You do not know when that day will come. May seem like a bit of an odd and strange text to start the Advent season. It's a story from the very end of the Gospel of Mark. And it's part of a scripture where Jesus is talking about his second coming, when he's going to return to the earth. But as we read this story to start this Advent season, it calls us to a posture of waiting. Because here we find Jesus using a fig tree as a metaphor for waiting and anticipating. Imagine a similar metaphor for us would be for the coming of fall. When the fall leaves start to change colors, when we start to see orange and red and yellow, we, we know that fall is around the corner. We know that season is coming shortly followed by everything and pumpkin spice flavors, Jesus is saying that you won't know the exact day and time. It won't be like the changing of the seasons, but you will know when God arrives because it will be unmistakable. So will be the sense of God's coming. Jesus says to be alert and be on guard, but nothing about that exact hour. And that's a little bit of the way that God comes into our lives. We don't often know the day or the hour or the time that God makes God's presence known in our lives. But if we set ourselves in a posture of actively waiting and anticipating, then we are ready for that moment when God arrives. So I want to offer you three thoughts as we conclude this sermon on waiting. The first one is let Christmas be Christmas. According to the Christian calendar, we're not yet in the season of Christmas. Now I realize when you look around us, it's been the Christmas season since the end of October, 
But according to the Christian calendar, the season of Christmas doesn't start until Christmas Day. And then it goes for 12 days until Epiphany. That's where we get the 12 days of Christmas song. So let Christmas be Christmas. I don't mean you shouldn't decorate. I don't mean you shouldn't prepare or get ready or buy everything for that Christmas meal with the family. I mean that you have to have Advent before you have Christmas. Our text today, Jesus says, be on guard and be alert. You don't know when that time is coming. That is what Advent is for. It's for a time of preparing. It's the time of making yourself ready. We can't just skip to Christmas. It's important that, uh, that we celebrate this time of waiting because Christmas is highlighted by that Advent, by our time of anticipating, of looking and keeping watch. Imagine if we just put all of the presents under our Christmas tree completely unwrapped, but you still couldn't have them until Christmas Day. It kind of defeats the purpose, doesn't it? The same is true for us. The same is true for our faith. We have practices, spiritual practices, that can prepare us. Advent first and then Christmas. So my point number two is practice the presence. Practice the presence of God. Use this time of Advent, this select time, to add something into your lives. Whether that be prayer, devotion, that can be service, something that is out of the ordinary for you. Maybe it is how you give your time. Find something where you feel, for you there is an area of growth, and add something in to practice the presence of God. And the third and final thing, actively anticipate. Don't just wait around. Prepare yourself. Resist the stress of this season. For we all know this season can bring with it a lot of mixed emotions. It can bring stress and anxiety along with hope and joy and celebration. So use this time to focus. To focus on that manger. To focus on God in that manger. Use it as a time to deepen relationships, to build community for your own inner growth. For we know that God is coming, that God is coming to incarnate this world with his presence, to take on flesh and bones, to meet us in the depth of our human experience, God in that manger. So Advent is where we prepare for that, where we reflect on that and how that has come to be in our own lives. And where we hope, where we hope for God to come. So let us, in this season, not just wait, but anticipate. Let us take the time to practice the presence of being in God's presence. And let us prepare for the coming of God, even in a manger. Let us pray. God, we thank you for coming to us in Christ and choosing to inhabit a manger. 
Help us to see you in that manger this year, to see you in us and all around us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.